guys and girls and everybody. This is Lissa Mandel from the Bitch Seat Podcast. As some of you may know, we are a part of the Atlantic Transmission Network, which is a network that puts out all kinds of great podcasts. A great way to support our show and our sister shows is to visit theatlantictransmission.com and click on the Amazon link at the top of the homepage. It's all the same great Amazon stuff at the same great price, but we get a small piece for sending you there. So if you want to keep shows like The Bitch Seat going, keep us happy, then, uh, you know, throw in your pennies. You don't even have to pay anything extra. Yo, what up, what up, what up? Hi, this is The Bitch Seat. I'm what Lisa it Mandel. Is, what it is, I'm Phil Cassell. <laughs> I guess I could never be a morning DJ. No. Hey, well, like... Z Morning Zoo, maybe. No. You know what I think is crazy? When you were little, because when I was little, I hated talk radio. I thought it was bullshit, and I wanted the music, and I'm like, these people just want to hear themselves talk. Can we get past this part? And now I find myself essentially doing talk radio. Yeah, I know. It It makes me feel like a, a real hypocrite. No, I just think you didn't know what it meant then. And also, they didn't know what it meant. And also... Talk radio at the time was empty and bubblegum, and it always is. Oh, it sucks. It always kind of, I mean, especially the FM stuff, the, like, the Z100 things. It's, this is, we're not doing that. Is is that what you're afraid of? Are you afraid that we're? Well, I thought, yeah, I thought about that Well, I don't know. We're going to have somebody reading their diaries. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. No, exactly. We're going to prank call somebody and uh, read them their diary at them. My dad's uh, alarm clock in the morning, when it went off, it would immediately start uh, with I miss in the morning. He listened to Imus every single day. Good lord! Yeah, guys, that that guy's voice sounds like its back is broken and it can't move. <laughs> it's it's the weight of the cowboy hat. Yeah, <laughs> it just sounds his- like any slight modulation of his voice will send will just break the entire structure of it. Um, yeah. So, but that, but there was something kind of nostalgic and comforting about that. Yeah. But like, if you were flipping through the radio, you know, because I had to get up. I don't know how early your school started. My school started Eight. way too early. What especially time was you? Well, as we got older, school started earlier and earlier, which is so stupid because I know. teenagers body clocks you're supposed to sleep from 2 a.m. until 10 a.m., but I would have to get up at 5:30 in the morning to finish my homework and school started at 7:05. Yeah. Which is way too early. So I'd be getting dressed in the morning like super 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 early when it was still dark out and I would turn on the radio to keep me busy and it was just these stupid shock jocks. Oh, saying literally nothing. Say, be nice to Howard Stern. I used to listen to him on the way. On I don't really school. count him though. I'm talking about the people that no one's ever heard of who were like, you know, Elvis Duran and Z Morning Zoo, Big Izzy, or you I know, really have it out for Elvis. Fucking, I don't know. They all had stupid names. They all did. Yeah, I know. They were just. I feel like their voices were just tuned to a frequency. Well, for radio, but also to just annoy to you annoy. into consciousness. <laughs> Is that the purpose? I, I of hope morning so. Radio? I want to believe that that's their pur- purpose in life. Because well, I mean, guys, now that we've put that into your subconscious, I hope yeah. you don't associate us with terrible morning radio. That's true. If you're listening, still. we'll do a listen. We won't have an intern that we abuse. We won't have somebody waiting in line for a tickle me Elmo. I don't know if I'd be able to have an well, intern. I'm very bad at telling people what to do. I drove around with my uh, boss's son the other day, and I told oh, everybody yeah. it was my 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 uh, my summer intern, and everybody got a kick out of it because I worked for a beer company. Wait, so, you know, I didn't really think about the fact, because you said he's 17, that kid? Yeah, I mean, he was helping me carry... Right, he's not legal at all. No, no, but he but was... But he was helping you with your beer industry. Yeah, 
but he's he's also interested in business, which was kind of cool. So he he was uh, I was helping him, like teaching him about stuff that I only just learned about. Did you uh, did you see yourself in him? Um, were there things that he did? Were there like little well, idiosyncrasies that he said or did that you were like, oh god, I no, 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 age. because he was not a la- he's not a lazy bum. Um, I was <laughs> I was like told that I was where I worked every summer at my grandfather's store. So I, I knew what it is. I know what it is to have the hopes of a family business on your shoulders. But, uh, the difference between him and me is that his father actually wanted to continue it. Whereas my grandfather just gradually was like, yeah, who fucking cares? So, but the, to be fair, the company that you work for now is a legitimate, completely above board legal business. And your grandfather's store was extremely questionable. Well, I mean, questionable, illegal. I'm not sure. They got, sold a lot of illegal stuff in there. No, this is recorded. Uh, no, it's they fine. didn't. You're there so was, paranoid. No, 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 they, they didn't. He actually he had a humidor full of like Cuban cigars that uh, were his, and then his fucking his lackey friend Joe Scuddy told some dude in a very clean. You're pickup. the one who said it was radio, and you're giving first and last names. Yeah, well, the guy's probably dead, and I don't care because he 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 cost us about uh, upwards of thirty thousand dollars when the feds raided the place, thinking they found Al Capone's secret chest. But really, it was just my father, my grandfather's cigar collection. Did they uh, take the scars? Of course they did. And they oh, they they also held bummer. him on held him on like thirty thousand dollar bond. What? Yeah, they they threw the book at us. They were basically like, there's there's cops and then there's feds, and the feds were like just fucking pencil pushing jerk offs. I have a question. Yeah. First of all. I have a real don't say problem. that on this show. Hey, you're the one. You're the one <laughs> hey, with hey. the with the illegal uh, implications. I've never had the feds anywhere remotely near me or my family. So this is a. Do you think that you're you have a permanent record? I don't have a permanent record. I mean, my name is Philip Cassell Jr. Right. Uh, my father didn't do anything wrong. Um, it, it was just really like, I don't know. I don't know because to my my grandfather was a cop and he was very respected. And and then he went into business and sold some things that were like eh, questionable at best. Like maybe we maybe we had some knockoff clothes that we sewed. Yeah, but maybe uh, you had like things like um, random inventions that were made in China by you know children. Oh yeah, uh, but who didn't back in the day? Because no one knew about sweatshops. Like the shower radio, which made us a million a million dollars that you promptly lost. Well, not promptly. Uh, it was it was it was five years ago. We can't talk about that because there's a uh, because there's an open lawsuit. There's a statue. No, it's closed. But there's you know there's like that ninety days afterwards where you really can't this mention is, this anything. This is part of the part of the reason why I love being your your partner and compatriot because your stories are insane. I mean, and I, my family was the most boring, above board people, and I feel like you came my from a really pretty above board. I feel like you have no. You have stories. I have stories, but it's be it's beyond the statute of limitations. Uh, <laughs> and and you know, back in the day before it was everything was very clean and clear and and sort of protected uh, or like sort of sanitized. You people got by by different means. I know, but it, like my dad was always a sweater vest wearing dork who never broke any rules. And you come from a family where there's maybe some. Mob ties, maybe some crooked well, okay. cops. You're, maybe that's some... all. That's all conjecture, and <laughs> everything you're saying is in, is admissible, inadmissible. As wait, wait, in a court of law. In a court of law. Great. Uh, so there's nothing. Please strike the mob ties thing because we have 
We were Relax. friends with we were Nobody friends with the serial killer who who was a hitman for the mob. We were friends with him. <laughs> we were friends. We didn't know. We weren't involved. We didn't. We heard stories that maybe maybe there's a there's a twelve gallon drum out there with a dead body. All I'm gonna say is that the town where you grew up, the Sopranos wanted to film there, but your town was so paranoid that they refused to have cameras there. So as you said yourself, the cameras set up in Belleville and shot, and shot into Nutley. It's amazing. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm just excited to be with a man who comes from such a, a dangerous that's past. really not dangerous. I mean, I feel like everybody has something. Read your diary, please. Was okay. it Satin 2, the sequel? It, yeah, Satin 2, the sequel. Starring Christy Swanson. This is, no, it's starring Emilio, Emilio Estevez. And Christy Swanson. I don't care about Christy Swanson. Okay. Yeah, it's not King Patrell. This is... <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> so uh, this is in cursive. This entry is in cursive. It's like the first entry of all of the entries that are in cursive. You'll find out why. It's right after my bat mitzvah. So October 27th, 1995. Dear Satin 2, I'm writing with my new Mont Blanc pen. Oh, that explains the cursive. That was a bat mitzvah gift. It writes like butter. I love it. (laughs) I guess I haven't been writing a lot lately. I'm busy all the time. I adore Cashin. By the way, one time, sometime Cashin is actually going to get wind of this and he's going to realize how much his name is mentioned in the bitch seed brand. I'm sorry. Well, you know, he's not dead, so you should be careful. He doesn't care. Last year, Natasha was at Leah's party. We were all talking about who we liked. She said, Cashin has a cute butt. Well, I thought, you can have your Cashin, and I liked him. Now, of course, I regret I said anything. I totally agree with Natasha. Cashin is so perfect. His eyes are deep and mysterious, beholding secrets that play and whisper. <laughs> Continue. Keep going. The reason I wake up every morning with the sun is so I can see Cashin. <laughs> As you can see, I'm totally obsessed with him. Allison is obsessed with someone too, Dane Meisler. Allison Costa likes Shane. Oh, I didn't remember this. Like Shane Costello, but she's not obsessed. Leah won't tell yet, but she will soon. I know it. Jeez, the pages in this book are tiny. I use them up so quickly. This diary will be all used up before the year is out. My bat mitzvah. Wait a second. What? Oh, I guess this is right before, not after. I'm sorry. My bat mitzvah is only a few weeks away. Leah's is two weeks before mine. I'm so excited. Every weekend I'm at the mall buying dresses and shoes. Or, what does it say? It looks like I'm, it says suing the cake lady, but it must not be suing. Or seeing the cake lady. Or talking to the band. I know it'll come and go before I know it. Then I'll be depressed. Oh well. Can't win for losing. Listen to me. I sound like my mom. Like mother, like daughter, I guess. Well, I guess that's all. Oh, yeah. We had our first dance. It was okay. Adios. Love, LMM. This is so ADD. Cashin. Well, first of all, we got to go back to Cashin. Uh, you know we, how I feel. We it was always three talk years. about Cashin. I know, because it was three years that I was obsessed with him, and we never had, we never exchanged a word between it's amazing, us. amazing, because every time you have an entry about him, there's more and more details about like how like he rises with the sun and sets. With I the, rose with the sun to see you, him. You rose with this, whatever. There's a sun involved and <laughs> it just, it's so, I, I really love this. The unrequited love between you and Cashin because he, did he know about you? Did you guys ever? No, no, nothing. Nothing. You have to understand. I wasn't, I Looking at pictures of myself back then now, I wasn't an ugly kid, but I thought I was extremely ugly and nobody ever treated me like, I felt like a gender neutral automaton and people only thought that I did homework. Like nobody ever thought of me in a social way. That was the thing. So you were a cute kid. I know I was a cute kid, but 
I yeah, guess I was a dork. A long, I don't know. Confidence goes a long way. I didn't have any. Well, I didn't have any confidence. But if people knew what confidence was, they wouldn't have it. It's but, just to the people that, that can unknowingly walk into a room with confidence and not realize what it is, but just know that it's like, I can get what I want, like an like, entitlement. To what extent was was my lack of confidence kind of put upon me, this label or this like box of, you know, being a person who wasn't cool or attractive in that way? Like I was never bullied, but I was kind of were you told, ignored. You were ignored, but were you like sat down by somebody and told that you weren't cool? No. Oh, well, that makes one of us. Uh, I was, no, in sixth grade on field day, I was sat down by somebody and told that I was cool enough to sit with the cool people. Oh, wow. Did you take that invite? You sat with them. Yeah, of course I did. It was like the best 10 minutes of my life. Great. But, um, but I, I still never had anybody ask me out or, or requite a crush and, uh, I don't know at what point Cashin realized that I was obsessed with him because it was like three and a half years that I was obsessed with him. But toward the end of it, I would try to pass him notes and he would like refuse them. Like he wouldn't even open the... F- this is sad. It's very sad. Anyway, well, he still lives in Guilford, so bye. <laughs> let's bring... Let's. Uh, our, our guest is chomping at the bit with... Uh, I was trying to do something. We're going to have as fangs, many... But... For our guest, Amanda Brittany Goodman, there are going to be so many horror-related puns Oh, yeah. It's uh, Halloween in August, guys. It's Halloween all year long with her. She grew up in Astoria, which makes her the coolest human being I know because Seriously. Astoria is the best. And her parents are amazing, especially her dad. And she is a an actress and um, a writer, director, producer, um, most recently and currently of You Only Die Once or Yodo, look up the hashtag, which is a, a tongue-in-cheek vampire comedy. In which we both kind of feature as ourselves. We do, but Phil... Well, I'm not going to give anything away. No spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. But no. look up Yodo. It's great. But Amanda is, um, she has so much ephemera from her youth. Oh, yeah. And she has been committed and dedicated to the genre of horror since the womb. And she has something amazing to share with us. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Amanda B. Goodman. It's supposed to be What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck song do you think I would choose? So, so... I mean, I. Okay, so Amanda, we see her. We see her across the room. She's sitting on. She's sitting on a bench in the corner, and she raises her head very, very, very slowly. Looks totally innocent. Big glassy eyes. Beautiful red hair cascading down her back, and then her lips peel back into a smile very, very slowly to reveal fangs. Fangs. Bloody fangs. <laughs> Hi, Amanda. Uh, uh, Hello, guys. Hey. That was like the best intro ever. I love that. If We've I could only, just walk into a room and have you guys say that, that would be... We've only just started doing these intros as of today in this block, and I, I kind of want to keep doing it. Oh, I love it. I'm into it. That's awesome. I, I, just, I just want to mention what you were saying about seeing the cake lady, because that just, in your diary, because that just sounds amazing. Oh, yeah. Because I'm always, like, obsessed with food. Anyone who knows me knows oh, that yeah. I'm always making references to food. So for, for me, that was the thing that stuck out to me the most. <laughs> like, seeing the cake ladies, that, like, that's just, yeah, that's a friend you want in your oh, life. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, when I, I, so my dad is really into parties, like, black tie affairs. And so the bat mitzvah was really a party for him as much as it was for me. And I was totally spoiled because it was just as much planning as goes into a wedding, but I was 13, so I couldn't really appreciate the depth of it. But yeah. I got to choose my invitation, and I got to choose the cake, and it was we had a live band, which was not my choice. It was my dad's choice, because <laughs> Stu J loves a live band. 
Um, but Amanda, yeah. um, was that a song that you listened to on loop when you were younger? Because I did. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I always wished I knew how to do the dance, but I always just made up my own version. Like it was really terrible. I'm sure it was and awful. And every time I go to a wedding or anything, I'm always requesting Thriller and I'll like jump onto the dance floor and do a bunch of stuff. And like people will just stare at me like, what is that psycho girl doing? Did you ever <laughs> see the Indian version of Thriller? Yes. Oh, it's incredible. Yes. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I enjoy that dance more because it just looks like the guy's making it up as he goes. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's great. When you were a kid, did you have the Michael Jackson Thriller doll? I did not. No. It was probably one of the scariest With, things. With like the yellow eyes? Its eyes would glow That's in the dark. Amazing. I, I put it in my closet because I couldn't, because it, it, it was actually like, yeah. a, you know, it's the 80s, so they probably didn't sure. regulate the, re- the radiation. Right. So uh, <laughs> it would just glow. It would just glow wow. in the dark. And so we had to hide that nice. stuff. No, I, I, I think I love that video. That's John Landis. And yeah. American Werewolf in London is one of my favorite films Absolutely. ever. So I think right away, I think I would watch it when I was little. And I would just watch it as a film. I thought like, which it is. It's a short yeah. film. And I'm like, this is. It's beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have so many questions. And I think that Phil is actually going to be a better contributor to this conversation than I am. Because he is also, uh, you know, a huge horror junkie and knows all of the tropes. How <laughs> do you have a memory of because for a lot of kids when they first see a horror film it terrifies them you seem to have taken to it like a duck to water so what was behind that was it your parents like kind of easing it in front of your face or did you did you independently seek it out you know it's interesting because I don't I mean I don't fully remember this but we have videos of when I must have been about one and my parents took a trip to Albany. And I don't know if it was for this or for something else, but they were at a horror convention. And it was a Amazing. special effects. And they took me. And from That's what they awesome. told me, I mean, I see the videos. I'm like, fine. And you've got like all the gory, like, it was like the age of like Freddy Krueger pinhead. Yeah. So all the really nasty stuff from like the 80s and early 90s. Because um, it must have been like, I don't know, 89, 90 yeah, or something the real, like that. Yeah. And I, according to like my mom, my mom was like, yeah, you were just so into it. You were not fake. I mean, as a baby, you were like, you, you were fine. Like, no, you know, most babies will, and kids will scream and cry. And like, I remember the only thing I ever remember being scared of as a kid was like, my parents took me to, to, uh, uh, what is it? Sesame, Sesame place. Is that what it's called? (laughs) And I cried hysterically. That's hilarious. Like I did not. And like, there's videos of like me at Disney and like. Pluto is in my face and it's literally me. I'm like six and he like, I'm, I guess I'm, I was in a bad mood or something on the home video. I must've been hungry. Usually whenever <laughs> I'm in a bad mood as a kid, it's cause I was hungry uh-huh. and my dad's carrying me and he's like trying to get me all friendly with the character and the character's in my face. And I'm, and I'm like, no, no. And he takes me away and you hear me go, I hate him. Like, I don't know why, <laughs> but like, but like horror conventions and like monsters I was all about. So I, I don't, why yeah. do you think that is? I think, you know, I think like a lot of us who are in the arts, like we create worlds, you know, whether we're writers, actors, whatever it is. And I think I was an only child. And so I think for me, watching horror films was just, and especially a lot of like the, like it wasn't always like hardcore when I was little, that evolved, but it was films like The Monster Squad was like one of my favorites. Oh yeah. And I think this idea of like kids, like going after this and I just, I don't know. I just loved it. And yeah. There was something about that movie because, because the kids were very proactive. Like they knew what they mm -hmm. were. They didn't run. They they ran, but they weren't uh, cowards. They weren't Scooby-Doo about that crap. They were actually like, let's kick him in the nards. Right. Exactly. Wolfman's got nards. It's perfect. And did you feel like for something like Sesame street, like there was no, there was, 
Like those were monsters that weren't supposed to be fought and killed. A giant fucking bird. Like what? Like why? I don't want you in my face. Like yeah, I just didn't care. I was like Elmo, whatever. So like normally, if you see crazy giant puppets, you're supposed to be going after them and like killing them. But on Sesame Street, they were your friends. That doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, like like I said, like Chucky was my like the best. Like for some what Chucky? I loved Chucky. I was like you didn't have nightmares. Did you ever have nightmares? I did. Okay, so when I was really little, like I said, I I started off with like the cool stuff, like are you afraid of the dark and goosebumps and like that was stuff I was cool with yeah. when I was really little. Are you afraid of the dark? I remember my parents would torture me with Chucky a little bit and I remember having nightmares for the longest time and I again, again it must have been like five and like it would be on and I remember it like it was Child's Play 2 which is my favorite in the whole series to this day and it's the scene in the factory <laughs> at the end where he's like chasing the kids and there's like the multiple Chucky dolls and I remember my mom would like watch it in the living room and, and, and my dad too and they'd be like Amanda look what's on and I'd scream and I'm like turn it off but then one day I don't know when I just watched it and I was like Chucky's funny. Like, I've just found his commentary wow. to be... I, I mean, I wasn't watching him killing people. I wasn't one of those weirdos that was like, ooh, killing people, unless they deserved it. I just liked seeing him alone. Like, that's... I thought as a character, I was like, he's hilarious. When they're not killing people, they're sort of harmless. Like, Freddy yeah. Krueger. Freddy Krueger was kind of funny. The they look yeah. terrifying. I don't know. I, <laughs> I, I love this yeah. about you. And... So I, I've been to your house, obviously, and like mm. I've seen, I've seen where it all started, and I've met your amazing parents, and your dad is, you know, one of one of our favorite human beings. <laughs> um, and I can't picture you like I picture you sort of in a vacuum, spending a lot of time by yourself mm-hmm. or with your parents. But like, did you have did you have friends who were into this same stuff? Yeah, I mean, I was definitely the one that brought it all to them. Like mm-hmm. at slumber parties, like I was the one that was like, okay, this is what we're watching. And they would like be screaming and, and you would laugh because yeah, I'd be sitting there like, Oh, this is the best. So like I had friends that like would watch it with me, but no one was as diehard You're as like I was. William Castle or something like yeah. that. Like bringing them, scaring yeah. them. It's true. No, I would, I would pull out all the, like I would like come up behind them. I'd shut the <laughs> lights off. I would like oh, put like, you were such like a ketchup jerk. packets under their like oh, sleeping bags. Great. Like that's the stuff that like, is like, that where yeah. your love of ketchup began no that began like when I was born like I just yeah I love it but that is a good prop though like I will I will I've definitely had times where I like will sit and like I'll be with people and I'll be cutting a burger and I'll put the ketchup on and I'm like oh my god guys look what happened to me um, and people will fall for it and I'm like but look at the texture of it like it's obviously not blood yeah like, so come on maybe I mean so it sounds like you were you were a horror filmmaker from your the whole your whole life. Like there was <laughs> yeah. never a moment when it turned on. Like it was always yeah, it was yeah. always in you. And I love that because you're such a, a happy go lucky, like joyful, harmless person. And so I think that you introduced the genre to people who would otherwise not approach it because mm-hmm. it's like oh well, if Amanda's giving me this, then it can't be that horrifying. And that's like, yeah. I had never been involved in horror or anything or whatever. And then when I got to be part of you only die once I learned so much, I mean, huge learning curve and yeah. your, your knowledge of that genre is encyclopedic like Phil's. I mean, the two of you yeah. are, yeah, are the same. <laughs> I, I, but her approach though is different from mine because I was scared, frightened at a very early age because I'd sleepwalk. <laughs> And my, my father would fall asleep in front of the TV and we had like a one floor house. So I slept, sleepwalked and I woke up and on the TV was Nosferatu. Oh I was like my three God. or four and it was nightmare inducing. And then one time, like he was watching a trauma film. It was mm-hmm. class of Newcomb high with like the weird dream sequence where like, uh, like the things coming out of her belly button. <laughs> um, and it, it was always, I was f- 
just terrified at an early age, traumatized. Mm. And so I spent a lot of my life trying to understand it. Mm. And that's where I began to love it because I was more, I was embracing the terror Mm-hmm. And now it's more of a, it's something I enjoy and I enjoy the corniness of it too. Yeah. Like. And you know, it's a very, I, I really feel like the horror genre gets a really bad reputation amongst other. I mean, you look at like the Oscars and the Emmys and all that mm-hmm. fantastic horror shows and films are not represented unless, twice in history. unless yeah. they are marketed as like thrillers, like yeah. Silence of the Lambs, you know, for example, or uh, uh, what was it? Black Swan. Mm-hmm. Black Swan's totally a horror movie, but yeah. they market it as, ooh, this psychological dark thriller, yeah. you know, and that's how, and I feel like it's, it's one of those genres, even with the corny stuff, you know, that always has a deep underlying message in, yeah. in these films. And people tend to just think, oh, it's a bunch of people getting killed. And don't get me wrong, there are corny ones, ones that I love too, you know, that, that may not have a huge message but you just love them because it's well i think i think that you know i didn't start watching you know b movies for instance until i was in college and then we were all laughing at them Mm -hmm. but i think you saw the humor in it from such a young age and that was what made it not scary to you you saw right through it when you were so little yeah i mean and that's the thing too you know i mean i i mean i do get scared every now and then i mean i i Recently no, saw the Conjuring. I, don't no, you. I saw the Conjuring two, Conjuring and I is... could have sworn I saw a woman on my ceiling. Yeah, I was freaking out. I mean, like once I watch a once a, once I watch a movie another time, I'm okay because I know what's coming. Like the first time I watched Paranormal Activity, I genuinely was like, oh, oh my god, oh oh my god. And then like you watch it again, and you're like, this movie is stupid. But the first time you watch it, and <laughs> well, you yeah. don't know what's gonna happen. You, yeah, when you don't you're know what's gonna happen. Yeah, well, which is, yeah. I, I agree. I think that suspense is more anxiety-inducing oh, yeah. than actual horror. Right, you right. Know? And I would, you know, when I was a kid, again, the big thing was, and again, I, I took leaps. It wasn't just like hardcore horror all the time at six years old. Like, again, it would grow and grow and grow as I got older. Like, a gore was always something that was like, as a kid, I was like, oh, I can't. And then as I got older, I was like, no, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, I mean, it can be overdone at times. I like there to be a balance. Like, mm-hmm. I like there to be a good story and stuff that's scary and stuff that you don't see. But every now and then, a certain, you know, amount of gore is like, hell, like I'm the one cheering in the theaters where my friends are like screaming and covering their eyes and I'm like, more, come on, bring it up. Like, I'm excited. So I, that's what I want. Interesting. I love yeah. that. I love that you were born to do what you do. Mm. And and I think that's a really good segue into this artifact that you've brought for us <laughs> that, that I'm so excited about. Yeah. So give a little context. So uh, it's interesting that you say I've pretty much been a horror filmmaker my whole life because I kind of unofficially... Have I, I realized, you know, all the home movies I would make and I mean, I would get my cousins and friends together and we'd just put on little shows and there would always be a horror aspect. Like, you're the monster, you're this, you're that. I mean, I even, I think, have one where like, I had my cousin throw a Chucky doll at my head and we were just making, and like, it was, we used to do our own little Saturday Night Live sketches and there was one where Chucky was just talking because I had like a small Chucky doll and I had him behind a oh, table. That's amazing. I did the voice, I did the voice and his laugh and everything. It was just ridiculous. Amazing. Um, so I, I think, so in 2000, uh, so what is this? Uh, 2000. Yeah. May 17th, 2000. And how I old were you then? decided, oh my God, how, I'm so bad at math. Um, I think I was 12. Mm-hmm. 12 ish. Yeah. About 12, 11, 12. Um, oh my God. I, you're so young. I loved, I love how you say that. Thank uh, you. Um, I, I don't, I, my, see the thing is mentally I'm not young. I always feel that's why, I mean, the stuff I watch 
in my own like I oh said, yeah well you, you popped out as a fully formed yeah, doll I, I, <laughs> I had that and my, my parents were like where did you come from who <laughs> are you um so there was this game that I was obsessed with uh, it was a playstation game I believe called nightmare creatures mm-hmm. um it was a horror game and it took place in London and they had this whole backstory and you could be the male fighter Nadia and the or uh, the male Ignatius and the female Nadia and you could fight monsters through you know the cemetery and the streets of London and all these and I loved it I was like this is awesome this is so great um and so I just decided like I love horror movies I want to make this into a movie and again did not write this with the intention of like I'm gonna get a movie made like I just got bored and in my spare time adapted it into what what I in my mind I thought could be the movie version so like some of it is taken from what I know from the game, from my what my memory serves, and then mm-hmm. the rest of it is just my imagination I of this love journey. That. That's amazing. Um, I was also, if it's not clear from You Only Die Once, I was obsessed with Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yes. So I think a lot of the puns and the style of this is very much like, Buffy was my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found this. So no one has ever read this. Um, I just recently re- rediscovered it going through some stuff. And, and, you were, you, and you have this this old school, like, loose leaf mead notebook that you yeah. wrote it in, but you were kind enough to transcribe it for us. I did, Did yeah. you transcribe it into Final Draft? It looks, like, very I professional. Yes, <laughs> I did. I mean, so, so everything I do is Final Draft now. So I was like, you know what? I could do this in a Word document, but I was like, it's just easier. <laughs> it also made typing it easier. No, it was like thank once you. it had all thank the characters. So, yeah, so I kind of went through. So basically the story of this, and just to sum it up before we read is that there's this guy Adam Crowley who like unearth for whatever freaking reason I don't know he unearths what he calls his nightmare creatures on the streets of London Alistair oh yeah Crowley yeah I think so I again like sort of like the the man behind all the magic I I mean I based a lot of like I said a lot of this on I guess the names and the things that would pop up when you would get to different levels at the time because I know I didn't create this um and then just went with it yeah. Um, so let's, um, so you, you chose some selections. Yeah. Some of the more questionable. And I uh, also too, to make this clear in, in my transcriptions, I left all the bad grammar and stuff in. Perfect. Cause I was like, I'm not going to like my, my perfection in my perfectionist mind. I was like, Oh my God, no, there has to be a comma here. Oh no, no, no. This is not spelled right. But I was like, fuck it. Let's no, just, no, no, no. Let's you just need- read the unauthorized, un, unedited version. Cause Perfect. it's kind of, I mean, in my handwriting, you can see it's just, Ridiculous. It looks like the handwriting it's, of a serial killer. Yeah, it, it really does, actually. I'm like looking at them, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, it's so. I love it. Anyway, so I tried to find the passages through. It's, I think it's 79, well, 79 pages written. It's probably a That's lot less. If, I, if it was actually in screenwriting format, it probably would be a lot less. So and you were 12. I was 12. <laughs> Very prolific. Um, cool. So if you guys want to read Nadia and Ignatius, and I can just pretty much fill in all the, the stage directions things. and all the weird random characters. And I'll probably, I guess if any explanation is needed, you yeah. can let me know. Awesome. Um, awesome. Cool. All right. Let's so do it. page one, Nightmare Creatures written on 5-17-2000. All right. We're going to get some funky stuff with this. So you'll read Ignatius right. uh, and you'll read Nadia, mm-hmm. Lissa, and um, I'll just fill in all the rest of it. And when I read a character to make things clear, because there's some weirdness, you'll say I'll, who I'll say who it is. Okay. Um, but just know, guys, that they are our main characters. Um, all right. Opens on a dark, stormy night, 1834. The camera shows a old, broken-down laboratory. Laboratory. I did, it says laboratory, yes. Where a man is working very hard on some kind of creature. Adam Crowley. 
I have finally done it. I have created the ultimate evil. No man, nor with an E, woman, can escape my ultimate evil I call Nightmare Creatures. The screen goes black as blood appears the name Nightmare Creatures. Present day, another stormy night in London. A young man is walking down the street. Woman's voice. Ah! Exclamation point. The young man is Ignatius. He runs to the woman. Are you all right? Does it look like I'm all right? Nadia is the woman that screamed. The camera zooms in on her hand, all bloody. I'm sorry, I was just trying to help. Why are you bleeding? I was, um, um... Nadia stares at Ignatius, recognizing that he was the monk she was told was going to help her fight the NC. Hey, Ignatius Blackward. Yes, that's me. Who the hell are you? Nadia shakes his hand. Oh, sorry. I'm Nadia F. I was told you were here to help. I was told you were to help me fight, you know. She gestures to him, referring to NC, but he doesn't know what she's talking about. Look. He pauses and thinks for a moment. Mm. You're Nadia F, and I'm Ignatius Blackwood. N and I were supposed to kill all of t- NC caused and created by Adam Crowley. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. They're right in front of a house, and Nadia invites him in. Is that uh, her house? So that's the beginning. (laughs) Um, And then there's a little more that it goes into. Um, So yeah, so like for some reason, like we're and we are throughout the script is not... um, punctuated properly. That's, yep. I'm like, what? I love that you the kept hell? the uh the uh Oh my god, I'm losing all my words. The, the I used typos? to have all the best words. The te- all right, in Tani. my brain. Well, this was um, before typing, so the uh Yeah. The- no, you kept the integrity. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. The original. Yes, the well, fidelity. and it's very it's very like 12-year-old me. Yes. So I feel like um all right, so let's let's So we're move cutting along to page here. 3. So, yeah, so now we're pay- we're doing um I think it's just one passage. And, cool. Uh, Nadia's British too, huh? I can do yeah, that. Yeah, but it, 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 it doesn't matter. No, it's good. Um all right. Cut to they head to the cemetery where zombies breathe. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. This sucks. We're sent out here to kick some ass and yet we're not kicking ass. Be patient. The zombies will come when they're ready. How the hell do you know? How the hell do you know? What are you, Albert Einstein? Funny. All of a sudden, the zombies start popping out of their graves. <laughs> graves spelled G-R-A-V-E-S. Yeah, that's graves. Oh, that is graves. It looked wrong to me. One pops behind <laughs> Nadia. She doesn't see, but accidentally slasher her sword back and cuts the zombie in half. She turns around. Yeah, I killed one without looking. Yeah, but can you kill one looking? <laughs> Zombies surround them. Ignatius and Nadia both start fighting them. One of the zombies bites Nadia. Ow, you bit me, you asshole. She cuts him in half. Hey, little little help here. Right. The zombies start backing up as a werewolf appears, ready to attack. Ignatius, what the fuck do we do? Uh, shoot him. I don't have a gun. Hold on. My fingers are dry from all this putty I was playing with. Uh, me neither. What do we do now? Run. Yeah. Ah! ah! End of scene. <laughs> so, yeah, so there's a lot of random shit that just keeps happening. Cause Well, I love the zombies are just there. I mean, what I love about this is just it's very simple language. There's no flowery nonsense, um, which I, I applaud you because uh, all of my writing was flowery, dead flowery nonsense. <laughs> I mean, where zombies breed is it's pretty colorful. Oh, I just imagine, but it, breed. That's breed. perfect. 
Perfect. Um, cool. So now this one, there's other. I think there's other characters in this one. Yes, um, we're yeah. So yeah. So we'll yeah. So I may I may we not have a Katie. The, I may not do the creepy voice when that comes in. Um, but so for I guess we'll go till the next page, page twenty nine, because then there's more people. So we'll just. This is still Nadia and and. Uh, Ignatia, whatever. How yeah. you see? Oh, no, 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 wait, there's a Katie. All right, yeah. so anyway, we'll work it out. All right, so page 16. <laughs> Cut to Nadia in the car. Bored, bored, I'm so bored. Spelled B-O-A-R-D. Yes, thank you. All three of them. She stares at a switch that says childproof lock. She switches it down as every door and window in the car gets locked. Uh-oh, my bad. Did I do that? Did I do that? Yeah, Sorry. I know. That's a very, I put that in there because that is that not a 90s? You have like, to. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I read that. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, page 17. All of a sudden, she hears a scratch on the roof. She looks up at the back window where a zombie pops up at the window. Nadie's eyes open wide with fear. Ah, shit. Damn it. She reaches to find her sword and finds it when she looks at the window and the zombie is gone from the window. He has gone into the car right behind <laughs> Nadia. She turned around. Ah! Cut to Katie and Ignatius. So Katie is uh, Nadia's random friend who also happens to be Adam Crowley's granddaughter. Yeah, for whatever reason. Of course, of course. Anyway, so uh, uh, where is Katie? I'm not mad at Nadia, but I can see why she's mad at me, you know? God, would you shut the fuck up and help me? (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of random yelling for some reason. I love it. Page 26. Wow. Hey, Nadia. Yeah. Let's kick some ass. Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> That's the entire scene. Very, it's very polite that they're just... I mean, there's definitely more to these. These are like passages. Would you care to kick some ass yeah, with me? Yeah, it's, it's, it's very like, again, they're they're British, but yet I have... They're, they're, the language is very American. <laughs> well, it is, and I, I love that. I love that. It, and But you know what, Amanda? Knowing what you write now, it, it just leads to it perfectly. Yeah. Because it's, <laughs> because it's the stakes should be very, very heightened given what's going on with the zombies and the slashing, but they still speak in this very casual, laid back oh, way, yeah. like it's no big deal. And that is your signature. Oh yeah. I mean, that's always been my style, which is why I do give myself props at least for that. And also, this was not mentioned, Nadia has been bitten by a zombie and it is never referenced again in the script. <laughs> and that really uh, like bothers me. Check off gun, But I man. guess at, at 12 years old, I was like, sure, it doesn't affect, I guess I was changing the rules that you don't turn into a That's zombie. That's right. The rules can be whatever um, you want. Walking Dead can kiss my ass. Um, I love Walking Dead, by the way. I'm not insulting the show. Well, maybe a little. Anyway. Um, <laughs> cool. So now we have... I guess I'll be, or actually, you know what, Phil, do you want to be drunken man? I would love nothing All right. more. All right. I don't think I'll do as good a drunk. Okay. So here's another random passage. <laughs> um, yeah. Again, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm reading ahead. Yeah. All right. Um, Cut to a pub. A drunken man is left in the pub, drunk as a doornail, drinking beer. <laughs> Hey ho, hey he, la la, po dipsy winky. <laughs> the demon flies through the door. Po, help! <laughs> he also flies through the man. <laughs> so that's a very uh, great role for a for a man to have. I, but I love that your idea of because you said it in London because you had to because I yeah. feel like London is a very horror centric. Oh yeah, town it's very so important. For this, a very gothic. Yeah, and so of course you have a pub even though you're twelve. You know yeah. you know how it is in in Britain. They are always in a pub. Oh yeah, and then but your version of a drunk English person is saying strikes yeah, me as a hammer. Winky. It's obviously, I mean, I did, did not like Teletubbies, but that was the culture of the time. Of course. So I guess, that, yeah. Have no. you watched any Hammer films up to this point? No. Yeah, None. okay. None. 
I just loved that culture. There's like three of these guys in every movie. It's always oh, the dude absolutely. at the pub. Like. See, I guess in a way, I was a forward thinker even without having ever seen it that I would later on go on to like be obsessed with No, you were with absorbing through osmosis. Like you were in the stream. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, just, I it, love yeah. it. Um, so the next, okay, so the, I guess they end up going to the London Zoo for whatever reason. I don't <laughs> of know. Of course they do. And this is the weird, again, This I don't know who this character is. Maybe I'll, I, I know who it's inspired by. Um, great. So, oh yeah, so... Um, so actually, Phil, why don't you be Katie? Sure. And Lissa, you'll still be Nadia, and I'll be Sheriana. Great. I, I don't, yeah, the character's name is Sheriana, for whatever reason. I bet she's wearing red. <laughs> Cut to the London Zoo. There, spelled T-H-E-I-R, is a big sign that says, get out. What the? Should we check it out? I guess. <laughs> they walk in. They see a girl who comes up to them. Who are you? Get out. Who are you? None of your business. Now get out. No way. Yes way. No way. Yes way. No No way. Yes way. No No way. way. Look, I'm just trying to do my job. Which is? Zookeeper. Yeah, right. Okay, if you're the zookeeper, then tell me where all the animals are. Shariana looks at them. They look back. Then a young man appears. Hey, Shari. Hey. He looks at them. Who the fuck are you? All of a sudden, a (laughs) child. Let me take that back because I just, I forgot about that part. (laughs) All of a sudden, a giant cannibal spider kills Jock. Fuck. So, yeah, there's a cannibal. There's a cannibal. Wait, wait, wait. First of all, cannibal is spelled C A N N A B L E. Yeah, it's can and it's able. It can and it is able. (laughs) So. Yeah, I had to leave that in again. And, like, literally the entire scene. First of all, it starts with a sign That's that a says get page. out, and we all walk into it. There's a full page of saying, who are you? No, who are you? Yeah. Get out. No way. Yeah. Yes way. No way. That's the entire scene. And yeah. then at the end, out of nowhere, a cannibal spider kills Jock. Yeah. And he's and there I, for a line. And hey, I don't know why up? he's called Jock either. I, I I guess I just hated the Jocks in my school, and I was just like, whatever. Oh, I killed it's, the Jocks in my zombie script with yeah. abandon. Oh, yeah. You got... Well, and so Shariana, I don't remember if she... I think she gets killed later I'm on. I'm picturing the red that. woman from Game of Thrones. So, okay. So Shariana is actually based on this girl... In my like eight, seventh eighth grade, who I just who was my friend and then was horrible to me, but her name, but she was she had like an Indian name. It was something with an S. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. Like I kind of do. So I think it was just a play on that, and I just wanted to kill her. I don't know. So okay, quick question and pause because we have one more little chunk to to do. But before yes. that, so you're so deeply into this, and you you don't care, and you introduce all your friends to horror. But like that Shariana thing introduces an interesting point of. The culture of your school. You went to a public school in Astoria? Yeah, Lutheran. No, Lutheran school, yeah. And were you were you championed there? Were you made fun of because you were into this stuff? Or did you kind of like, were you like the dark horse who stayed over in the corner? You know, it's interesting. I, I, I would say that I think when I was in elementary school, it was different because it was a small school and I knew a lot of these kids when I was younger. So they all knew me and kind of, I think, Looking back on it, they actually really admired that. Like a lot of the boys in the class were into that kind of stuff. Of course. So they always loved that. Um, but I was like really overweight. And so I, like you were saying, I lacked that confidence. Like I look on it now and I was like, I was a really cool kid. Yeah. But back then I felt like, and whether that's like kids being jealous, because I always knew what I wanted to do. Like that was just, and I was just, I was clearly yeah. with this ridiculous script, yeah. as silly as it is, I was doing that. Yeah. So 
I didn't go to the parties. I didn't, you know, I wasn't you didn't care. rebelling. You were I didn't. on a mission. Yeah. There's, there's something about having a love for the horror genre where you know that you're an outcast and you're still going to thrive yeah. because horror itself. It's a genre full of outcasts. Yes. Absolutely. And, but the, the, the smarter, more quote unquote woke ones understand that it has more of a function as a, other than jump scares and, and gore. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, like that's no. It's just something I picked up. I was the, no, I was the same true. way. Yeah, it was like I wasn't afraid because I was I loved Bruce Campbell and I was like oh, yeah. I want to be the Bruce Campbell in my school. Yes, no one really knows who I am, but the people that do know, they're cool. Yeah, you well, were an underground favorite. Well, I so that's the that's I, the so ticket. no. Like my thing was like, well, everyone was like looking up to like the teen stars of the day. I did this both in elementary. Th- in elementary school and high school. High school was a little rougher. That that yeah, that was yeah. not the best time. That I was definitely more of an outcast, um, but yeah. still doing my thing. Were you still but, in a Lutheran school or did you go to public school for high school? It was a Lutheran school. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was bigger, but it was still. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would like go around. So like, it's funny how you were saying Bruce Campbell. I would go around and like, I would watch A Nightmare on Elm Street and I would come in and I would put like, Dry, a dry shampoo, white streak in my hair to be like Nancy. <laughs> Nancy, and oh I would my put, god! I swear to God, and I would like walk around like I had this secret and pretend that I was her and that Freddie was haunting me because like that was just what I loved. So I didn't really, I didn't go around saying that to people, but that's just like my jam. Yeah, I had a lot yeah. of blue shirts and brown pants. So I was yeah, like, so you had the, I had the, the ash thing ash going. Vibe. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So yeah, so that was so yeah. I, it, to to answer the question, you I definitely felt it at the time. But, well, it's kind of awesome yeah. because I, I guess what it is is. I didn't. I didn't know anybody else like me when I was younger, and I think that's what really contributed to my loneliness and isolation. Mm. But for you, and for you too, Phil, because you knew in the greater world that there were people like you out yeah. there. You just had to, and you could see yeah. them physically. Was, I never knew that was the case, and so I was always living in fear that I would never find my people. But you knew your people were yeah. out there. You already had a community, even if you didn't know them personally. You no, were heading the, to it. The minute, yeah. like I discovered horror conventions, I was re- like, I How want. How old a were you when here. you went to your first one? I was 16 because mm-hmm. I mean like oh, my late comer yeah, no, my, <laughs> my exploration of the horror genre was like I was four and I found a famous monsters in a used bookstore and I made my mother mm. buy it and I'd read it I'd get terrified I'd make her hide it and then I would ask her for it I would read it get terrified rinse and repeat <laughs> until she finally threw it out yeah. that's how I was with Dumbo yeah but it was only all- I would cry every time oh. I would be so sad that and I would still so insist on watching it over and over again so much uh. that explains <laughs> <laughs> but no but it seemed like you you came into it like ready I it was always there but it was always something I was terrified of and had to pursue in order to understand which is why like I gravitated more towards the George Romero stuff because I knew Mm. that they were horror movies that had messages right I could use you could use the the horror to tell a a bigger or a different story that I was more interested in like I I have one of these like a story a script uh zombie movie but it was more the zombies were the the uh the fucking the cool kids. They were oh the. Oh my god. They were the ones that weren't well, quote unquote, woke. That's uh, amazing. But the survivors were all the individualistic kids. Like yes, the- but this is what I'm talking about. Like okay, I don't know. So I had this memory when I was on the school bus with one of my Allison friends. I had two best friends named Allison. One with one L, <laughs> one with two L's. But I was with Allison Boyd on the school bus. I think we were in third grade, maybe fourth. Yep. And I and I opened this conversation to her, and I was like, "Do you feel like we think more?" Than most people, like I said to her, do you think that we're awake in this way? And she was like, "Yeah," because it, and 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 now all my friends turns out were all those people who were yeah. having this moment of like, "Oh God, do you notice what I'm noticing? Everybody else is a zombie," yep. and they were. Yeah, they, that's what it felt like. No, yeah. absolutely. I mean, especially just our generation. And I mean, it's even worse now for kids. Thank 
God, just let's all be happy that I'm we were so of the generation happy. we were. I'm so happy yeah. that I grew up with house phones and yep. no, no email. No Pokemon Go. Like we had the original Pokemon, yeah. not the Pokemon Go. We had right. Tamagotchis. We're falling into rivers. Oh, <laughs> like it's not. Oh, Tamagotchi. You leave it, you leave it home and it, you come back and it's like covered in poop. Because they they just poop everywhere. I killed way too many of those, well, but yeah. I kind of enjoyed that fact. Is that like, yeah? I like saving it from the brink of death. Yeah, Amanda, <laughs> if you ever have a child, I cannot imagine what the life of that child oh, is God. going to be. Oh God! I mean, they're going to be they're, like if it, girl or boy, like their first Halloween costume will be Chucky or Bride of Chucky. Oh, can we just pause in this set moment and you tell? the listeners, uh, what your first Halloween costume was? So my mother, thank you, mom, uh, dressed me up as the devil for my first <laughs> Halloween. I, yeah. Very it, adorable it, photo. You'll yes. be able to find it on, uh, the bitch on the podcast. Bitch- dot com. Yes. Yeah. On the, <laughs> on the website. And it, you, yeah. you actually look like an adorable little, you look like kind of a, a David, the gnome baby. Yes. Cause it's a red onesie with like a little pointy hood. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So no, she was very, cause everyone else was all about like cutesy princesses. And my mom said, no, fuck that. Like she's going to go. She's, I love your she's mom. a devil. She's going. Yeah. So, and, and also growing <laughs> up, that's another thing too, that just this culture you were asking earlier, my mom threw, like, we, our house was, and it still is to this day, throws the best Halloween parties. Like, my Halloween parties every year would be, like, my mom and my dad would just both, like, it would be huge. So they both were bit by that bug. They, oh, yeah. I mean, my dad is more the horror genre person, like, movies. My mom such a isn't badass. as big. My mom likes the older, like, the classics, Rosemary's Baby. Like, she's more the suspense person. She it's gets more scared. Horror. Yeah. But she loves Halloween and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. No, honestly, that's a perfect marriage of, of the... The horror genres, it's yeah. the best of both, both yeah. worlds. Nobody told me I couldn't watch it, so I just did. did. Yeah. All right, let's read this. Yeah. Let's read this, this, uh, yeah. this final chunk here. Right. This is great. I'm, okay. Uh, the first page. So, okay, so we've got, so Sherry, I'll be Sherryana and Katie, yep. you guys. Oh, I know, with this first scene, let's have, yeah, let's have you um, be Katie again. Okay. And then Nadia, and I'll be Sherryana. Okay. So there are no stage directions to this, so, so Sherryana starts. Let's get out of here. Katie, take her to the car. Okay, Hannah, help me. Nadia takes out her gut and shoots it. That's supposed to be gun, but it says gut in the script. Who the fuck is Hannah? Oh, that's right. Hannah is uh, Nadia's sister that keeps wanting to be a hunter. I think I based that on myself because I was like, I'm too young to play Nadia. So I'm going to write a character for myself. So yeah, so Hannah just keeps annoying her. Um... Uh, Nadia Nadia takes out a gut and shoots it. It doesn't die. Shit. Then she blinds it and stabs it in the heart with her sword, and it dies. Cool. Shut up, you whore. Fuck you. Fuck you! Nadia walks by them fighting. Fuck both of you. Let's go. Yeah, so it's just a whole passage Amanda, you've always been Amanda. You're saying fuck you. You, Shut up, you whore, when you're 12. I love it. Yeah, yeah. It's just the most random thing where I, like, came across it. It was like, shut up, you whore. I'm like, what? Where is that? I don't know where that's coming from. there's a shit arson here somewhere. Um, There's not. I can credit Tegan for for the best line If you want to know what shit arson is, watch You Only Die Once. Yes, it's, yeah, it's the great. Or, and even better than that, watch the blooper reel after you watch it. Yes, precisely. Um, Great. So now, oh, so I have my favorite random excerpt um i don't think i can do the voice back and forth with this because i'm gonna laugh too hard um uh so wait, i just want to make sure uh so I, i'll be lauren mm-hmm. yeah i think is is it just this okay so just just a small, all right so i'll be uh yeah i'll be or how about <laughs> yeah why don't i have uh yeah i'll be lauren why not um okay who's jacob uh, 
So Jacob, oh, I, Jesus Christ, there's so much into this. I'll, I'll do Jacob. Uh, Jacob is the um, kind of like their leader. I guess he'd be like the Giles to their Buffy. He's I the guess pimp. in a way. Yeah, he's the he's the older guy who knows everything. Anyway, so cut to Jacob's store. Uh, then there is a knock on the door. A young girl comes in. Lauren. Hi, can you guys help me? I'm lost. Me and my Spanish friend Gary almost died. Can you help us? Sure. Hide under our floor, okay? Okay. Um, and Gary is spelled with two R's. I don't know why. Why not? He's Spanish. Um, Spanish I, sure. I, yeah, they just hide under the floor. I don't know why they were... Ma- yeah. Um, so uh, page 42. Uh, so this is Nadia and Jacob. Um, cut to Jacob's store. Ignatius and Katie went to check on Lauren and her friend while Nadia and Jacob talk. You know, your father would have been proud. I know. I really miss him, you know. Where is your mom? She is back in New York. My father was murdered, and I know who did it, and I want to kill that cox. Wait, wait. Don't finish that sentence. Fine. You're good to talk to. (laughs) (laughs) So I think when I read this, what I meant to do was... That you were going to say, I want to kill that cocksucker. Right. But didn't know to put, like, the dashes. dashes. Because as I read it, I'm like, I think that's what I meant to do. I want to kill that cox. But it's much funnier when you just read it, like, I want to kill that cox. Yes. Um, Cool. So now we have page 47. Um, So I'll be be Hannah and Katie uh, and Amy. Yeah, I'll just be, you guys just be... (laughs) Yeah, you guys just be Nadia and Ignatius and we'll just, yeah. Or actually... I, I'm, I'm wrong. Phil, can you be Adam? Sure. Okay, and I'll be all the other females. Um, cool. So I'll use this a little bit. Adam Crowley, is that who he is? They pop through the hole that Adam made. They start to walk. Hey, I wonder what happened to that girl. Yeah, Lauren, I wonder. She's probably dead by now. Yeah. yeah. Cut to Adam's <laughs> lair. Lauren is tied up with a mouthpiece on her mouth. <laughs> the evil mic. Oh, oh, yes, good. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. We broke the evil mic. Well I think my well I think my plan is going well so far. But there is one thing left. I need an uh... All of a sudden a young girl comes in. Hi <laughs> Adam starts to yell. Who the hell are you? Oh, I'm Amy, spelled with two M's. <laughs> I would love to assist you. Oh well, where are you from? The Philippines, but I've been living here for two years now. You hate fighters? Oh, yes. But those people walking to here seem nice. Adam yells. What? In all capitals. So I, I, I my best friend at the time was, was Filipino. From the Philippines. So I guess that was it's just so in my much, mind. It's so diverse what I, you're doing I, here. I, I don't, and I don't know why her name is But also I love M's. that this character just appears out of nowhere and it's like, were you looking for an assistant? It is me. Exactly. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, it's, it, yeah. Perfect. Um, uh, so now we have page two. So yeah, this cuts back. So stuff happens, and then we cut back to to the lab. So um, or the lair the or the library. Li- I don't freaking know anymore. Um, cut to Adam's lair. So you saw Nadia and Ignatius. Yeah, they were nice. Don't ever say that, you bitch. <laughs> I am not, you fool. <laughs> I thought you didn't curse. I don't, you fudgehead. I will kill you. Ah! <laughs> he starts to choke her. Oh god. Oh, ah! Ow! Die. <laughs> She is almost dead when Nadia and Ignatius and Hannah pop in. You! He drops Amy. She passes out. Um, and I never established that she doesn't curse. So again, it's like 
this random fact yeah, but about hold her. On. So this is this is turning the tables on Adam. Adam is the bad guy. He's their leader, yeah. but it turns out he's the evil bad guy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, no, Jacob was the good guy. No, Jacob's the good guy. Adam has always been the bad guy. Yeah, he's yeah, the one yeah. that's oh, created. Right, Jacob's right, always been good yeah. to talk to. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> so awful. Yeah. Exactly. Um, great. So uh, page fifty-five. Uh, so we've got Ignatius Lauren. Um, oh my god. So yeah, so I'll just try to read the random female characters. We'll figure it out. Um, and then you just be Ignatius. And do we have Adam in this shit too? I don't think, I don't think so. Anymore. Okay, cool. Great. So, uh, yeah. All right. Help Lauren. Hannah helps Lauren. Thank you. I feel dizzy. Amy. Hi, I am sad. <laughs> Hannah. Why? Amy. I don't know. Hannah, Ignatius, and Nadia. Oh. oh. Katie walks in. Katie. Hey guys. Katie. Katie, you want me to take Lauren and this girl you don't know to the library? <laughs> yeah, so again, just random shit that doesn't make any sense. Um, cool, now we're, we're getting into the finale. Um, page 58. Okay. Uh, Hannah looks back and she sees a creature. It is a Peppy's monster, which is a real thing, I guess, because I Googled it. It's a mo- it is a monster. I guess it was from the game, and then when you Google it, it is some sort of monster. So oh. it's not just some random it's from thing. It is, yeah, and it is like this lore. I don't know much about it. Um, uh, so yeah. So why don't I have you? Well, you and I'll be I'll be I'll be Hannah and Lauren. You be Amy and Katie. Okay, just for the hell of it. Um, Hannah looks back, sees a creature. It's a Peppy's monster. Oh fuck! It's a Peppy's monster. Shit! 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 <laughs> Amy, holy, holy! What Lauren said, Katie. Run. Yeah. And so, I, yeah. And there's just no, there's no punctuation. Nope. No nope. capitals. It's just. Not at all. R-U-N. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how can the actors deal with that? Uh, the monster starts to chase them. They all run as fast as they can. Uh, cool. Page 56. This is Nadia and Ignatius. 61. Um, uh, 61. I just said 66. Jesus Christ. 666. Why not? Um, <laughs> he sees a bunch of great balls of fire demons circling <laughs> the main fire demon. This is, this is it. Time to fight. Or die. The great balls of fire demons come towards them. Yeah, I, I don't think that was in the game. Um, page 68. They fight some more. The demon. The, also, demon is spelled D-E-A-M-O-N. Yeah, but, but I feel like that's a spelling for it. Yes, it is. Well, okay. uh, Damon or D-A-E-M-O-N. Yeah. It's, it's also a D. It's a British. Okay. It's the British I, like, I, mean, I mean, autocorrect was like, bitch, that's not right. But I was like, I think there was a reason why I wrote that, that I can say. Okay. Um, they're scary. I feel like d- demons are scarier when they're spelled with an A. They, they somehow so. become more ancient. Yeah, it's very exorcist. Um, uh, 68. Um, they fight some more. The demon grabs Ignatius's that's a hard thing to say, neck and begins to choke him. He is almost dead when Nadia raises her sword. Sweet nightmares, you asshole. She slices its head off. It is dead. <laughs> uh, so now I we- just saved your ass. I want you to remember that right now. So now we have the very end. I think this is just the, yeah, this is just the two of you. Oh no, there are a couple of other characters, but I'll just, I'll well, just read like, all the other characters. This is characters. like the classic, like after the climax this is the classic denouement. Right. And yeah. also, I will say, too, because I was still 12, I was like, oh, all these other characters make out and, like, do some sort of romantic thing. But I was very uncomfortable with writing that. So you'll see, like, the finale. There's, like, this sexual tension between them the whole time. Like, there's even another scene I didn't bring in where they're like, she's kind- Nadia's kind of cute. And then, like, Ignatius is like, shut up, Jacob. And then you're, like, the other girl is hitting on him and, and Nadia is like, no, he's mine, bitch. So it's, like, this really weird, very, like, junior high, like, mm-hmm. way of, like... So anyway, so you'll see how they, they yeah, talk to the each other. Yeah, it's the highbrow and the lowbrow together. Yeah, I was like, I couldn't write some sexual scene. I, c- I can't do that at 12. Um, 
Then a big rise of sunshine comes over London as people come out of their houses. They both get up. So, now what? How about a piece in the movie? Sure. After all, the world didn't end thanks to me. Yeah. They start to walk away. Cut to the other girls. Katie. Are they done yet? Hannah. We'll never know, both of them. Um. Yeah, so basically, like, they're left underground somewhere, and no one ever finds them. <laughs> like, I just left them there. Too good. bad, so sad. Um, Cut to the roofs. Adam comes to see the disaster done to his creatures as he picks up the head of his fire demon, raises it, and laughs. Then he turns around, and Nadia punches him. He falls to the ground. Oh, no, man, you're not getting away with nothing. Ignatius puts his arm around her as they walk away. Screen goes black. Credits come up. The end. Beautiful. Jesus. Yeah. Oh, my, oh God. my God. This is a... Did your parents ever read this? No, no one has ever read it. Wow. Yeah. Until, until, like, I now. feel very lucky to say that we have been the first. <sighs> yeah, it's, I mean, yeah. I, 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 I yeah. <laughs> well, Amanda, this has been so amazing. And uh, thank you so much for digging through all that stuff for us. No, thank you guys I, for having me. I think I'm, you're awesome. I, I totally think you guys are awesome. Seriously, it's- um, <sighs> it's when you find. It's like you were saying when you find your people, and you guys are very much my people, and mm-hmm. I'm yeah. so happy to know you guys. When oh uh, we were reading spoilers uh, for the "You Only Die Once" series, <laughs> and there's a scene in which a character is wearing leather gloves, I got mm-hmm. so excited because I know what that means. Yeah, yeah. and then it, it followed through, and I was very, I was very, very excited, and I'm yeah. proud to proud to be a part of something where. We can understand without actually saying anything. Right. Understanding what your the language of horror is. Yeah, I mean, it, uh, it does speak. The, I mean, the, the film "You Only Die Once" is very much to again to the uh, people who don't know the genre can find it funny because it is a comedy. But it also, I think, real horror fans can understand the little nuances that are thrown throughout. Oh, and, a lot of Easter eggs. And the series is definitely layered with that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, for for your uh, gift today, my gift to you. Besides the putty, I, I, I got the putty Oh, I don't putty think you here. get to keep that. I'm sorry. <gasps> oh, my gosh. All right, then I'm going to just touch it some more before Touch it as much as you want. I'm going to do that. Um, I wrote – this is like a little like thing that I wrote when I used to go with my dad. My, my dad is an attorney, and he used to work in this – his office was like an old like turn-of-the-century mansion that they turned into a law office in New Haven, Connecticut. And I love that building so much. And uh, he would go into the office on Saturdays and I would go with him and just hang out and like pretend to do big girl things. And so uh, I wrote this about the building, which is the girl knew the building as if it were her own house. As she stepped down to the second floor, she looked to each end of the dark hallway, admiring its hollow quietness. It was, in fact, so deadly still and silent. It seemed as if all life had been drained from it. Time had stopped sustaining that one moment. And then my dad liked it so much oh my God. that he made a photocopy of it. And he wrote, so in his handwriting underneath, it says, at the office Saturday afternoon, 6 So That's amazing. Um, this is for you. <laughs> Yay! Because I'm it gonna, sounds a little bit like a horror I love movie. that. I feel like I'm going to, I'm going to, I've started making like a thing above my writing desk with all like horror quotes and stuff like that. I oh, feel like I want to put this there. Yay! It's, that's it's, amazing. Yeah, I love it. I'm trying to, I'm trying to close the putty. I'm going to leave the putty there. Um, um, well, um, so for, uh, for all of you who have been tantalized by this, I urge you to look up, you only die once, uh, watch the short film. You can see it on, it's on YouTube. Yeah. yeah it's on YouTube and we're on all over social media. Yeah, all over. Yeah. You do a great job with that, by the way. And, um, keep your eyes peeled for you only die once the series 
and, uh, you know, all the usual stuff, uh, listen, um, review on iTunes and Google play, check out all the, uh, supplemental pictures on the bitchypodcast.com. You got it. And, uh, check out Yodo, check out Yodo and you guys, can, and you can follow us on Twitter at Yodo series. Sweet. And, yep. uh, honestly, Amanda, I think you are the best representation of our, uh, little thing that we say at the end here, which is what treasure, what got you here? Yes. Because you've been pretty consistent about that. Congratulations. And stay off the moors. Attention Springwood, my name is Josh Krebs. And I'm Liz Richards. And we're the hosts of Bloody Date Night. So Josh and I have been dating for four years, and Josh loves horror movies, and I hate him. Yeah, so each episode we go through the horror movie franchise canon to watch an episode and then meet up and we discuss it together. And so far it's been going pretty well, right Liz? I think it's gone pretty well so far. Yeah, each episode I try to see how far I can push Liz to watch a really good horror movie until she basically leaves me and it hasn't worked yet. Not yet. And it's awesome because you're the Tatum to my Sydney. You're sweet. And here's a clip from one of our recent episodes. Hello, I'm Exposition. Hey, let me let me tell you what just happened. There's a break-in at this costume store. Somebody stole some ropes, some knives. Somebody stole a mask. They stole $250. They scared a cat. They took two boas. They took two boas. Two feather boas, one uh, set of angel wings. It's one of those goddamn... They're probably having a burlesque. <laughs> probably doing a burlesque show later. I don't know. Oh, Haddonfield. What isn't happening? Haddonfield's first burlesque <laughs> club. That'd be amazing. I would love that. Um, the Lacey Pumpkin. The la- Ooh. This has been an Atlantic Transmission production. Hey!